Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show, Money Girls on Trees podcast. My name's Lloyd Ross, and I have the pleasure and the honor of bringing on a very, 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 very special and unique guest to the show. Everyone who knows and watches this show, or doesn't watch it but listens to it, knows that I don't bring that many guests on. So this particular guest, it's well overdue, I've got to tell you, well overdue, because without this fella, um, there's no way this podcast would exist. So isn't it great to be able to bring him on? And so let me give you a quick introduction so you know who it is. He is um, a former Australian champion boxer. So he became Australian champion. He was also ranked number 12th in the world as a fighter, professional fighter. And he was uh, only a few years ago inducted into the Boxing Queensland Hall of Fame. But what I love about him the most, he's a devout family man and he is... I would say a world changer when it comes to his ability and unique gifts of mentoring men. And I have had the pleasure of being mentored by him. But what I treasure the most is our awesome friendship that we've been able to develop over the last few years. And he has absolutely challenged me, inspired me, and tested me to actually grow and develop and achieve so many things, even in the last four or five years. So without him, again, this podcast and many things I've achieved would not have happened. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show, Mr. Gavin Lance Top. <laughs> well, thank you, mate. Thank you very much. It's an honour to be on here. Well, it's just so overdue, you know. Like we, I should have done this a while ago. I remember back to with that time uh, running the stairs together. That I think I even told you. I said I'm going to launch a podcast. You know, it's like this, um, this kind of this project I was going to do because of the things you taught me and and helped me with in terms of growing and being better and setting higher standards. So. You know, without you, mate, it wouldn't have happened. So you're doing it. You're doing it. Well, here we are doing it again. Now you've got a podcast. Yes, yes. Which is great, and I, I think that um, it's just yeah, well overdue. So I'm bloody happy to have you on the show. It's just awesome. Yeah, no, please so, wait. You know, we we could talk about lots of stuff. Obviously, we've done so many things together. Um, but I do because the show is all about money and business success and so forth. I do want to talk about that. But for the audience, can you just take us back? And give us a bit of a snapshot of your the history of your life and the things you've done yeah. and kind of where you're at today. Yeah, well, I, I suppose you know, being talking about money, uh, I, you know, I remember, you know, my my parents having a fish and chip shop <laughs> down in Victoria, in, in, in uh, down in Melbourne, and the western suburbs. And I remember, yeah, talking they talking about money. But I remember there were so many potatoes, you could actually get them for $2 a bag. And and I seen an opportunity. My dad seen an opportunity. So we had this tandem trailer full of bags of potatoes we brought for $2. I remember him dropping me off on the side of the road and I made a sign. I remember later people took the mech out of me because I spelled potatoes wrong. <laughs> But I was selling them a half a bag for ten dollars, and just getting massive, uh, you know, on the spend. And man, we were, you know, ten x in it. It was amazing. So, how old were you then when you're doing that? 
I would have been 13. Okay. Yeah. So you had like an entrepreneurial gift at the age, well, at a young age. Well, watching my, well, way before then, I remember, you know, we, we, we had, my old man had a bit of a, uh, had 40 acres and we, you know, I watched him buy cattle during the week from the sales and then sell them for double or triple on the weekends that people couldn't get. So I always watch my parents have, you know, takeaway food shops, yep. service stations, uh, general stores, they had pubs, caravan parks, not to mention all the stuff they do on the side. So I just was fascinated with getting one dollar and turning it into three. <laughs> so like you were able to model a lot of what they what they were doing and you had this in you and you wanted to do it yourself and obviously you were good at it because um you know you had some success at a young age. So so entrepreneurship came to you obviously young but also naturally, right? Well, I think from everything that I experienced from my parents, almost like I become unemployable. Yeah, there was no choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just seems to me it seems boring and average to kind of I don't know maybe a little bit of rebellious in me. I didn't like telling people telling me when to start and when I could go on. Yeah, yeah. So you never had that thing you had to like a nine to five thing you had to break out of. You've been an entrepreneur you pretty much your whole life. I yeah. Even when I was. Um, yeah, I remember I, I did a half an apprenticeship as a as a bricklayer. I was always doing things on the side. I was always helping, you know, even after school, whatever. I'd always spend the weekends helping my parents in their shops and yep. after school and yeah. And what I remember you telling me is I love this story <clears throat> that I think you were about fifteen. Was it fifteen or seventeen? And you were doing like um like chook farming or yeah. And catching chickens. Catching chickens, right? And you said you know, the time. Yeah. yeah, you said you'd go in and you'd and the smell would be just horrific and you'd yeah. pick the chickens up and and so you're doing this as on the side, right? Or at night time. Yeah. So you've obviously been a very hard worker from a young age, which is obviously yeah. a good time. But what I loved about the story is you said that by the age of 17, you bought a block of land. I actually brought a block of land at age 15. I had I owned it in full by the time I was 17 and a half. Far out. There you go. Yeah. Just, so, yeah. With, you know, from failing at school, from failing the traditional education system. And I suppose in some ways it, it um, it was a bit, it developed a bit of grunting. Yeah. You know, I suppose in some ways I wanted to, you know, because people spoke negative when, you know, when you can't read and write. Yeah. It can be a challenge, but it was always a blessing, I felt, because I developed other skills that maybe yeah. others didn't develop. Yeah, definitely. Well, you didn't use it as an excuse. No. Right? No. So I think, and you've probably taken that on your whole life where you've not, yeah. you've never fallen into victim mode. No. Right? So you're a, you're a victor, and that's that, that type of mindset probably helped you, no doubt, when you went into your boxing and started, yeah. you know, your boxing career. So yeah, well, well, I had, I had, you know, I was fortunate to have some great men in my life, you know, and my, you know, I got a lot of great stuff from my father. I got a lot of great stuff from boxing coaches, and yeah. and, and and even you know when I went off the rails, you know, I went off the rails a few times myself, and ended up in a you know a rehab program from drugs and alcohol. But but I, you know, I still vividly remember that gentleman saying to me. Some there's something in you that only you can fulfill. There's a mission, there's a purpose. 
And and what I learned was that people will do more for that than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> if money's the goal, you're gonna uh, you're gonna cap your life. Yeah. So you feel that if you have that mission inside of you, you want to achieve something that's only inside of you that you can fulfill, and you're on mission, then yeah. things like success and money and and wealth and all those things are a byproduct of that, right? They come after that. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a different measuring stick. Yeah. You know, I remember I remember being at a uh, at a, at a, a mate's grave and committed suicide. You know, I remember looking at that that box in the ground, and I remember thinking. Man, I thought he was doing better than me. Wow. And I remember thinking, oh, I am not going to waste any more time. And I actually created an oath that I was only ever going to do what I love doing. And I figured unless my heart was engaged, yeah, maybe it's not meant to be for me. Yeah. So I only do what I love. I only do what I'm passionate about. I only yep. do things that add value. And yeah. I mean, not to say that that's easy. And actually, it's probably a lot harder when yeah. you have a, a a paradigm that tells you to get a good education so that you get a good job, so that you can get a retirement fund, so that you can then get ready to die. <laughs> well, that's what we all have to break out of. So this paradigm you're talking about is just so we're indoctrinated into this, yeah. right? And so. What you've said is so good because I felt the same way in my journey too. But this is a great question that people can ask themselves: If my heart's not in this, yeah, then it's going to be problematic mm. at some point in your life. And I mean, that's you—you you obviously very you were able to listen to your heart and mm. follow your heart, yeah. And that's been able to give you tremendous success in multiple businesses over your yeah. life. And I don't yeah, think yeah. you're someone that has ever suffered from um, stuck in a box that they don't they don't enjoy being in. No, oh, but just get that box and kick the bejesus out of it. <laughs> Don't let anyone put you in a box. Don't put yourself in a box. But I think particularly being uh, a father, and, and I suppose these days I never felt I never felt young at the time, but I think I was 20, about 25 uh, when, I had our first, when we had our first baby, you know, we had seven, and, and watching my children, and I don't want to, I never wanted to be one of those dads that was that would say one thing and then do another. Yeah. Because in my dictionary, they call that a hypocrite. Yeah. And I, I never want to be that hypocrite. So for me, one of my personal oaths is to show my kids that dreams can come true. And, and I've never been one of those men that, I've never um, made a decision based on money. Mm. I've made decisions based on my heart. Yeah, I love it. You know, and, yeah. and generally when I've done that, guess what happens, man? The money, you know, you find a way. The money turns up. Yeah, yeah. And the resources turn up, or you, or, or even better, the the resources that are needed, you develop them. They're developed in you. Yeah. So if you if you follow your heart, then bit by bit you will find a way. Like, and you develop yeah. things as you go, and it kind of be, it, it's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute and putting the parachute on the way down. But if you follow your heart, it, it seems to me like it comes together. It has for you, and I mean, it has, certainly has for me too, and many others. But yeah. I think it's a great like what a great rule to live by. Like, if this is not giving me value, if this is not right in my heart, I'm not doing it. Like. Yeah. You know, and people put up with that for a long time, but you're saying kick the box, don't put up with it for, for any longer and get on with it. Yeah. But obviously people don't. I want to come and unpack why they don't in a second because yeah. yeah. I know people know this about you, but you've had – because you've had all different types of businesses. You've yeah. had all 
you know, you've had a brick construction business, business, gyms, gym, boxing programs, event businesses, run yep. massive events and casinos. Yep. Yep. And now, uh, yeah, I'm an author also, become yep. books, online programs. And now yeah. you co- you, and now you've got a wonderful online coaching program for men, right? And I've been yes. through your programs and I've been associated with your program. We've run events together. We've done so much together and I see how successful that is. And because I do know your heart's in it because you've only got to be around it to see it. Yeah. And so um, what I want to know is based on all the things, because you've helped so many people, but generally men, through yeah. all that, all those businesses you've helped blokes and you've led blokes and you've encouraged them, what is it in your experience that prevents these men? And this could be the same for any ladies listening in too, but for people that what is it prevents them from kicking the box over? Like what, what stops them from following their heart? And and creating something they want to create and really living the life they want. If I had to choose a word, it would be courage. Lack of courage. It's like any muscle. You must exercise it for it to be strong. Mm-hmm. Where opportunities present themselves and it always takes courage to change. But I, I suppose what I see with a lot of men that I mentor, they get leverage on themselves. I can't not fulfill what's in my heart. My life is not worth living if I don't follow through. Yeah, but a lot of times we've been conditioned, brainwashed, I'll wait for the right time. And they just become procrastinators. And, I mean, there's a whole thing that I I personally do on on a rite of passage to develop, you know, basically for your good stuff to come to the surface. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a bit of a by- well, not a bit. I'm certainly a byproduct of that because going working with you the last four or five years has been um, what's created so much success in my life. And people don't realize that either. They say, "Lloyd, how did you do this?" They say, "Well, I've had mentorship and help as well because success is yeah. a team sport." Yes. So, um, yes, you need courage, but you also need a little bit of guidance, someone to call you out, someone to, yeah. you know, we just did a little um, episode for you and your show too. So if you go over to yeah. Gavin's podcast, Man Alive Experience, which we'll talk, we'll put in the show notes, you will listen to that as well, where I talk about my side of this story. Yeah. But you've definitely that what you see in others and how you've helped them is how you've helped me too. So I think, uh, I think people do want to build something great and they do want to be on mission. And I have no doubt that they know they've got to have the courage, but for some reason they let the fear get in the way. So let me ask you this. What's one piece of advice you'd want to give those people that are thinking, I don't, my heart's not in this. I want to do something else. What would you say to them? Um, I, I suppose what I'm, if I can, I'll answer that. <laughs> but I think what you're saying there is absolutely right. They, most, I would say, 98 percent of people they want to grow, they want to change, they want to develop, they want to do it for others even, but they just don't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I get it all worked out. Then I'll start. Well, the truth is, you're not going to know <laughs> how to do it until after you've done it. And I suppose that's where courage comes in, having the courage to follow your heart, to yeah. take, to do the next right step, the next right thing. And, and I suppose that's why, you know, particularly with the man alive experience, having those steps in place, like what you did, just turn up, just turn up to the next thing, the next, yeah. <laughs> answer the next right question. Yeah. You know, so you, that, so you work it out, the work it out by taking the step. But you've got to have, like you say, like what you've had, uh, like like what I had, cornerman, 
Yeah. Everything's obviously comes back to me as a boxer, as a fighter. You need a corner, a cornerman can see what you can't. Yes. And that's where environment is stronger than willpower. You have the right people in your corner. Like, for example, with you, mate, you'll, you'll save people, men and women, decades on their financial journey. Opposed to going a long way, boom, you go straight to invest in this, this and this, and you're away. Yeah. And, I mean, oh, no, I've got to get back to that question, but I will say even on that, you know, something recently where, I, where me and my eldest daughter was at an event and somebody got up and said that what they'd done through following your steps, they were able to, uh, you know, save or invest 13000 And, you know, my daughter give me a nudge and she goes, I was able, by being a, a uni student, she was able to invest 25000 plus buy a car. Amazing. It's amazing. So the more you say so what you do absolutely works. So in a financial sense, you're the ultimate cornerman. But I, but I think that's what people don't realise too. Without you being in my cornerman, you wouldn't have been able to spot certain things to bring that to life. Yeah. And that's why it's important that uh, – you know, you, you say it all the time. I mean, we both say it in our books, environment stronger than willpower, environment stronger than willpower. It's just getting around good people like that that actually can see things in you and bring them out, which is what you did with me as well. We hang out with each other so much because we can see those things in each other that help each other and success is a team sport. And I think it's, you know, it's so underrated in the wealth game to be able to have someone to see things that you can't, to have mentorship. And I think it's also underrated in the wealth game to think that it's just about numbers and it's just mm. about a proven path. It's actually about those things, like you say, courage, step, taking that next step and and, and doing, going against the norms of society. And I think you've done that so well. And I look at your business career and financial career and success yeah. from way back when you were younger and all the trials and tribulations you went through and having a boxing career and then having different types of businesses and having tremendous success there. To the point where you're at now, which is what I love the most, and I want to get onto this topic about the new rich. Yes. Because you have been able to have so much financial business success yes. in so many areas while raising seven children with Michelle, yeah. your wife, right? Which yeah. is unbelievable. Like you've done it all without having to. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, send her the spa for the day. She's earned it. But, I mean, it, it's, it's this um, – you haven't let those excuses of – I've got kids or I've got this or I can't do that. No excuses. You've just got on with your mission despite the challenges, uh, which is obviously what made you such a good fighter as well, uh, such a great fighter. Um, but what I love now is that you're just about to embark yes. on this new chapter. Can you just tell us, the audience, what this chapter is and how yeah. you're doing this when others can't? Yeah. And I, I, I suppose, you know, you talk about those like having seven children as because some people, I'm sure some people listening to this will say, oh, I want to go and live my dream, but, you know, the kids aren't old enough. I want to, yeah. I want to go and do something amazing with my life. I know I, I know I can do it, but I just don't have enough resources yet. Yeah. <laughs> the timing's not right. Yeah. After Christmas would be good. Yeah. <laughs> What's the weekend next week? But... You know, for me, having those seven children, I, you know, like I'm saying all the time, like, you know, the oath is to show my kids that dreams can come true. And we talk about this new rich because the world is changing. 
you know, before COVID, after COVID. I think it was changing way before then, but yeah. COVID was such a blessing for so many people that were open to change and open to the new rich because yeah. people now value time, freedom, all those things. And, and yeah, our new adventure, we leave in uh, November. We're, 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 we're shutting, well, when I say shut shop, here on the Gold Coast, it's been amazing for us. We're going to go and live in the Mediterranean. We're going to go there in Malta. And, and yeah, so we're, we're very, very excited about, man, we're going to, we're going to live this dream that, that has actually been in my wife's heart since she was a girl, since so, she was a baby. Can you, so no one, well, maybe no one except you wakes up and just decides and then does it, but it's probably something that's been on your mind. I know it has been because I've been hanging yeah. around so long and I know it's probably been, you know, it's in your head as a thought, then it's a conversation, and then it's now turned into an action plan. Yeah. Can I just ask you, what are some of the, did you have any limits to that thinking? Did you think, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this or should we? Or what has a what has enabled you to actually go for it? Like what has yeah. happened? Um, well, it's it's interesting because, I mean, you know, uh, my oldest son, he's a, He's 23 and he's been to, I think he's around 60 countries he's been to since he was 17. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of easy. You know, recently come back back to Australia for a couple of weeks and, and my oldest girl's travelling. She's been to, you know, I think half a dozen countries the last couple of years. And, and well, I mean, what, what, you know, basically what happened was my wife, you know, her father was born in Malta. She went there last year, met my son over in Malta. And and what happened was they've got two properties over there. One they've had has been in the family for 110 years, one for 150 years. And it just got me thinking, particularly with the program that I do, the man alive, you know, a big thing is about legacy. Mm. And I started to look on, man, I started to say to myself, I'm thinking too small. You know, and we talk about when I talk about creating things, because that's the really the new rich. You know, in this day and age, we can create. I'm creating. You're creating things that will be going for the next two or three hundred years. In my mind, that's my vision. I'm yeah. creating things that my children's children's children will benefit from. That's worth my life. Yeah. That's, you can't price that. You don't know how many billions of dollars what what we're able to do in this lifetime was going to generate for four generations. So you're looking. I mean, obviously, it's so obvious. You're looking beyond a monetary value. That's not yes. where the richness of life life yeah. resides. It's not in an amount yeah. of money. It's in the juiciness of the life that you can a live. The legacy right. you can leave behind, obviously, yeah. with the with the children. I mean, I know them all very well, and they yeah. like they're amazing. So you're living more than just you're living your life for more than just money to get yeah. rich. It's actually a big mission, but also it, it, you have this genius for just living a juicy life because it, for me, it feels like you know at some point you're going to die. You don't get out of it alive. No, <laughs> no one. But what? <laughs> but that's how people are approaching. Even their wealth, they seem to be stuck in this security mode of like, oh, I'm just going to put away my superannuation and 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 just do the bare minimum, and then they're going to get to the end of their life and not ever lived anything either. So it's about actually having everything, having it all, right? 
Yeah. I, I, I remember this vivid conversation I had with this gentleman who was going to start my program. He's 47 yeah. years of age and he was just waiting because he just needed to sort some stuff out. Yeah. So I touched base with him. I touched base with him again. And then um, it was about three months later, he wasn't returning me calls. And eventually yeah. his wife messaged me back. He died. He had a stroke and died. Really? Yes. And he had, I think it was three or four young kids. He's, you know, like under 10 years of age, dead. So I think for me, I take that as a motivator. Yeah. Take action. I'm not going to wait to look yeah. for my, well, one of my hosts is to show my kid family that dreams can come true. Yeah. One of my hosts is because my wife's the best Mother, best nurturer in the world, breastfed all of our children, yeah. had them all natural. She got to hate me saying that. <laughs> I'll send her the link for the episode. Actually, breastfed the last one up yeah. until it was four and a half or something. Yeah. The kids laugh. Oh, she knows only 48 months. <laughs> so she's obviously yeah. a, a mother, like her, her, her genius has been a great mother, obviously, too, right? So my 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 thing is I want to I want her to live her dream. So last month last year she went to Malta. She's wanted to live there, man. We're gonna we're gonna go and live there in eight weeks time, you know. But this is the new rich experience. And if money doesn't give us, if we don't create things that give us these rich experiences, yep. like yep. even I talk about legacy. Yeah, we're gonna leave. Monetary, real estate, yeah. we all leave things for our children, yeah. but it's more of what I want to leave in them. I want to leave stuff in their heart. I yeah. want to leave, leave things in their mind. Yeah. Right. So that, man, every breath they think of their dad. Yeah. <laughs> every decision, every, when it comes time to stepping up and following their heart, and take an action on the dream that's in them, they've got their day going, you can do it. <laughs> There's more in you. And I, and knowing them all, they already, I mean, they're like that, right? Yes. If you meet them, they're like that. And so you've imparted <laughs> that into them. But it, it, it's it's because you're living your ideal life and your rich life and your life on purpose, right? Yeah. Well, it's, the best thing you can do for your kids and the people you love is live a full life. There you go. go all in. Yeah. Opposed to wait till you can do a perfect procrastinate and yeah. you could end up like now, mate, yeah. 47 and dead. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about you the most as a parent is that a lot of parents say, well, I'll do this for my kids and I'll, can you do this for my kids? And and you see, you think, you know, kids really model. They don't ever do what you tell them. They do what you do almost. And so, right. you right. know, it's very interesting to watch certain parents live a certain life but expect it's going to be different for their kids for some weird and wonderful reason. But I see you and I just, like, I see this man living his ideal life and I see the kids picking up on that and they're all doing it. You know, yeah. it's wild because they're all over in parts of the world at the moment. There's three of them yeah. all, you know, well, certainly two are overseas and one's about to go over and do it. And two are about to go. Yeah, and the others are going with you to Malta, irrespective of leaving school and irrespective of, because I think you've adopted this, this new this this the new rich where it's you get to they get to learn through online education anyway yes. they get to travel and experience what it's like to actually be part of the world and they get to see their parents living their ideal life yeah. and they get to learn all these new skills because at the end of the day and i think you'll agree the next 20 years the jobs that are being are being trained on now or learn now probably aren't going to be here with artificial intelligence and all this stuff. that's right so what you're actually doing is you're teaching them how to live 
a life of self-learning yep. where they oh, can yeah. pivot and innovate no matter what happens in future. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. You've got to adapt. And, you know, one of the things that, um, that I used to do, you know, one of the business was running boxing events. Yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, well, you know, a lot of, you get a lot of cash, okay? You get a lot of, a lot of notes. And, and, you know, we get, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, people were paying the door, et cetera. And, and, and I, I remember probably a bit unorthodox, but I would get wads <laughs> of thousands of dollars and, and, and slap it in their face. Not hard, but just enough where a bit cheeky, a bit cheeky. And just to enlarge their paradigm, you can have whatever you want. Don't hold yourself back. Don't let anyone else hold you you back. You know, about creating paradigms. Yeah. You can do what you want. Creating paradigms, but also not being scared of living big. Yeah. Being bold. And I know you've got this great saying that I love, and – it does hold a lot of people back, but you you would say, you know, well, if I say this, this is going to happen. If I do this, this is going to happen. And you have this great saying, you say, well, is it um, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing? Yeah. And- That's how you avoid failure, for, uh, for avoid risk, say nothing, do nothing, and, of course, you'll end up being nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you avoid challenges. Yeah. <laughs> be nothing. And so in your life, you've, you've gone through so many different challenges and it, it appears to me that there's really nothing to be afraid of except for a life of mediocrity. And I feel like yeah. your fear, your away motivator, yours, is yeah. the mediocrity yeah. experience. Yeah. So my question, my last question to you, mate, is this, well, and, and then we'll talk about quickly your book and how to find that, but when people say, oh, I want to go do this, this, and this, and this, and I want to, I want to live this, I want to be part of the new rich, and they get to that precipice where they're just afraid to step out of the boat onto the water, right? They're just afraid to take that step. And they say, oh, I could lose everything. Being a man of your experience, have you, what is everything? And is it real? Is that fear real? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a bit like I'll lose what? See, yeah, this is a good uh, a vision I had in my head when people say lose everything. See, I remember starting my journey, and I was probably about six months clean and sober, and me and my wife were getting food vouchers. You think you go on bad when, you, when you're drinking and you even then you get sober and things are even worse. <laughs> so, so my – so – Everything was a bonus after that, getting food vouchers. But then it was food vouchers weren't enough. That only lasts. <laughs> they wouldn't get it through. So we'd have to go to the tip, buy, you know, buy stuff or get stuff, right, clean it up and take it to cash converters. So lose everything. So everything above that's a bonus. <laughs> so I think what I mean when you say lose everything, it's perspective, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's perspective. Because if what's you, everything? Yeah, what's everything? Yeah. What's but I think everything? the biggest thing is how would it be if you don't? 
because people think the worst case scenario. You know, one of the pro- one of the programs I had, you know, was quite like a pro. Over a thousand men had their first fight. So imagine you've never had a fight because that was the qualifier that allowed you to do one of the reasons you could do it. Because if you didn't have a fight, so all of a sudden you're fighting in front of eight hundred to a thousand people yeah. like a casino, and yeah. you've never had a fight. Yeah. So it was always about who do I need to become. So yeah. when it comes to, you know, uh, going through a process like that, like a rite of passage like that, you've got to let go of the old. In many ways, even when I'm going to talk about my program now, like, why people say, what's it going to cost? They say, well, it's going to cost you your old way of thinking. Yeah. You know, it's going to cost you your old life. Yeah. You've got to let go yeah. of the past. Yeah. So, for so when it comes people- to this new rich... You got to redesign what actually wealth is. Yeah. For me, for me, yeah, obviously it's a well, you know, it's having enough money to do the things I love, a residual income, mm. opposed to a nine to five. Yes. So it's not it's not security that's valuable really anymore these days because to have that perceived security, old fashioned security, is now actually a risk. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not allowed. And, you I, to- and this might go against you know some of the things, but I'm a faith man. Yeah. And God didn't get me through all that stuff to get me here for no reason. And that's trust. It's courage. It's faith. Yeah. Because that's what I think uh, what's causing a lot of health problems with, in this modern day and age. Everyone's so busy trying to control everything. Yeah. Got to have an answer for everything. Where yeah. sometimes, you know, courage is just doing the next right thing. Yeah. 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 Having the next the next yes to follow your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've found in my experience, following my heart has made me far wealthier. Yeah. It seem it's such a weird step to take sometimes because it do, goes against some paradigms and some things that we've indoctrinated to believe. But yes. I, you know, my, yeah, money can only bring you happiness when you're earning it the right way that feels good, you know, feels right for you too. You have to do some things on the on the journey that you don't want to do. Like, but if you're on well, mission. Yeah, it's tough, but there is both sides are tough, right? And so tough develop you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and it gets you those skills that actually end up creating far more profits in your life yeah. too, right? So, oh yeah, it, this money journey, you know, is and this success in business, success in investing, and so forth, it's really a personal development plan with a compensation plan attached. So, yeah. the more you develop you, so being, the more you grow yourself, you tend to grow your income. Yeah. And so for you in your life, mate, what I've seen that you do is you continue to grow yourself, question your own paradigms, you continue to evolve your business, you continue to evolve your family, you continue to evolve your own thinking. So you're actually an innovative thinker and innovative man, and that's why you're headed overseas to live this new rich life because you haven't settled for the same old, same old. That's right. So let me – I want to – where can people find your book Gavintop.com slash man alive. Gavintop.com slash man alive. We'll get Phil to put in the show notes. Go to the show notes and grab Gavin's book because I've been, you know, I've been, I've watched Gav closely develop and, and transition his businesses from a gym to boxing to man uh, to mas- the masculine journey and coaching programs he's done to an online business and transition his family to other forms of thinking and growth and development. It's incredible to be part of. And, you got it. All begins with uh, learning how he thinks. If you want to learn how he thinks, go and grab his book. I've seen it. And, and, 
subscribe to YouTube because we're going to document all this, this amazing shit. <laughs> because as we're going to Mediterranean, right. we're real like that. Africa's only 300 kilometers away from Malta. <laughs> we've got Greece, exactly. we've got Italy, we're going to go to Spain. Why do I have a feeling that I can see myself with Alicia somewhere in the middle of Africa, uh, broken down in a car with no... <laughs> Why can I see that happening? Uh, it's going to be awesome to watch. <laughs> so to, so I'll put your YouTube link in the notes too. So watch if you want to watch Gavin and, and the top <laughs> journey, go watch it. I've been a very... We've, Alicia and I have been a huge part of it, and it's just wild. Eh? Like some of the stuff we've done has just been so much fun, but yeah. it's it's part of living the new rich is to actually go yes. life too, right? So they can go and do that. Um, grab your book. Go watch the YouTube link, and I, mate, I'm just so excited that I've now documented this, that we are actually doing a podcast episode on the show on my on my yeah. podcast. We've done one on your podcast, yeah. and uh, before you head off on this amazing journey. So, last question: What's one piece of advice you want to leave the audience with their their wealth journey? Wealth journey? Oh, I would say, you know, uh, observing you, watching my. Um, what I've done well, what I haven't done well, what I've picked up off you is to automate your wealth. Automate it. That's a follow, follow Lloyd's process. Put things in place, you know, and, and just automate. So it's happening without, you know, you make one right decision and get on and live a life of adventure. Oh, I love it. Yeah, go automate your wealth and live a life of adventure. Yeah. That's brilliant. Make things simple. Keep them simple and scale it. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, mate, thanks for giving up your time. I've loved it. We could talk about so many different topics together. And hopefully when I come over or we catch up overseas, we'll do another episode or two together. But thanks for jumping on and being part of this uh, this show that you really helped bring to life. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, mate. Right. Absolute you pleasure. God hey, bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss.